Yes, guys, welcome back to the Once You're In, You're In podcast. This is episode 83, and it's just me and Reese today. Um, I did uh, a few polls on my Instagram stories this morning, and it seems that you prefer just me and Reese. So uh, we will never, ever get a guest on ever again. We've got to do what the people want. Yeah, we gotta to listen to what what was it? Was it forty eight percent people that's, that I'd wanted? Literally just gone off it. I don't know what it is. Uh, so it was for me and you, forty eight percent, thirty seven percent one guest. So they do quite like one guest, multiple guests, no chance. Sixteen well, percent. Yeah, we've, we've only ever had more because it was Danny. That was that's yeah. the reason why. The reason why the multiple <laughs> guests was because Danny was the multiple guest. Jack was actually part of it. Danny with the plus one, and people are like, oh, fuck this Danny. Yeah, guy. they hate multiple guests. Although, we got loads of positives from that episode, so. Mm, yeah. So, let's quickly run through. Hey, I think the setup of how we have it currently is pretty good. Like, we do yeah. most, just me and you, and then every couple of weeks, we'll get somebody on who we think, yeah. okay, we actually, like, we'll get something out from. Like, we'll get something, a different area of either expertise or a different, like, sort, sort of voice, should we mention, you know? So, the answers to the polls were Monday, um, but then I did have a couple of messages saying that they want another day as well. So like people want us to upload two a week. So uh-huh. if we were to do that, what do you reckon? Monday, Monday, Friday? Yeah, I reckon Monday, Friday. Monday Start Friday. the week strong with once you're in, you're in and end the week strong. Mon- Monday and Sunday have got the most votes. I mean, Monday is like way ahead, 78%. Sunday's got 10%. Friday's got 8%. But I'm not doing Sunday on Monday. No, no chance. That's silly. That's, Friday, that's Monday. Of, overkill. Yeah. Friday, Monday. Um... The time, so mate, midnight only got five percent. No one wants it at midnight. I didn't think, yeah, I didn't think midnight. I think yeah, I, I saw the reason that I say midnight is that for people who work stupid shifts yeah. and like get up at three a.m. If it's it's Monday for them, like obviously it is Monday. Three a.m. is Monday. Shout uh, out it, to those early grinders. Like press, it's like yeah. press. Um, six a.m. So people want six a.m. So it, yeah, we'll keep it at six a.m. then. Um, oh no, well we'll change it because we currently have it at eight. Uh, Spotify one, nobody specified other. So some people listen on Apple Podcasts. Um, eight percent, fifty-five percent on Spotify, thirty-six percent on YouTube, and then the final one was the length. How much length do you want? Um, they said ninety minutes. minutes. Yeah, ninety minutes, forty-seven percent. One hour, thirty-three percent. No one wants a thirty-minute. I don't think you're fit enough for a ninety-minute. I don't think you're fit enough for ninety. I can't I have a full ninety. Yeah. I need yeah. to come off at about seventy-five. Yeah, 75 minutes, quick sub, get jacket. Couple more weeks. I reckon a couple more weeks I'll have a full 90. I just need to get my fitness up. Do you reckon? I reckon we could have Jack and uh, and Josh in the waiting room. Jack yeah. for me. Josh every for single week. Imagine. Imagine yeah. get him on every week and maybe bring him in. <laughs> Someone comes in, blows a whistle, <laughs> brings up a board, and I'm like, right, cool, that's me done. See you later. And then we get swapped out. That'd be funny. So yeah. We are talking a lot, mate. What why why are we all mentioning why are we mentioning these potential changes? Because the podcast is hashtag leveling up. Leveling up. Leveling up. This is the, I got actually asked this morning. Um, actually asked. I got actually asked. I got actually asked. I, I got asked this morning. Uh, if Not this a is fake the ask. Question. You know, like with yeah. the fake questions we come Honestly, up with. Honestly, we, I actually got asked. Yeah. I get stunned. No, I get asked so many questions. Yeah, if this, if this is the last one we're doing on this. I think we said, didn't we? we? We've got maybe one more. Yeah, I think we'll do one more just so that we've got a bit of a backlog. So we're not rushing yeah. to get it out. So, yeah. Exciting times. What drink you got, mate? Of course, too. I have to drink at the same time. Um, I've got rapid recovery shake from my morning check-in. I've got a rapidly recover from my check-ins in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Mentally, mentally recover. No, it's because my like with my meal timings, it works Mm -hmm. out nicely for me to have a meal now, and we don't have enough time for me to eat and then come on the podcast. So, rapid recovery shake it is. It's a CMP CMP recover. Uh, I've got 100 grams of carbs in here, 50 protein, five fat. Chocolate flavor, it's really Mate, nice. Hundred carbs in one meal on a rest day, Gee, Mate, my carbs day? like five hundred and something carbs on a rest day. I tell you, my food is my food is in a great spot pre prep. Yeah, that's impressive, man. Five hundred yeah. carbs. No. I'm impressive. How do you have that split up? Come on, go into it. Go into your, your nutritional setup. No, let me. I'll tell you what, mate. Let me just get it right up for you, and I'll tell you. Okay, fucking tell me. Oh, mate. Well, apparently, I've seen you're not supposed to be swearing anymore on YouTube for the algorithm, so we need to stop swearing. Did you just? Yeah, I swore, so beep. Oh, we've, mm. uh, this, this episode is not going to get any views then. We fucked it. Ah, that's it. Oh, that's <laughs> it again. Again. oh no. So, on a rest day, yeah. I have 
55 carbs in meal one, which is just yeah. through um, some fruit Juice. and uh, one English muffin. I, I have 65 carbs in meal three. Well, so yeah, I have this split up differently. Meal two is 100 carbs, which is that. Meal three, 65 carbs, which is just through potato. Meal four, 90 carbs through potato with a banana. And then meal five is a whopping 200 carbs through rice. And I also have some dates in that meal. Um, yeah. Oh, I have red pepper in that meal. Salmon, red pepper, rice. It's a big meal. Um, Mate, you have more carbs on a rest day by like 200 than I have on a training day. Oh, God. Is that I'm so too ed- low? I think your food. Uh, I don't know. Low. I don't know. Yeah, it is. It, 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 I'm not sure. I'm struggling. Did you know, mate? Actually, though, I was on two. I was on 25 carbs for about two months. Yeah, but you also were like 80 pounds. Like yeah, OB. but I'm making up for it now. You see, so my rest day food was so low. I'm just trying to eat so much now. Oh, so you I don't care it. how much weight gate. How much weight I gain. How much gate? How, how much gate? How much gate I weigh? I don't care how much <laughs> gate I weigh, mate. I put, no, on, I put on that 66 pounds that I pulled off, or whatever it was. Mm. You know, one thing we actually could talk about, because it kind of works well, well with you. I spoke about it on a few check-ins today. Um, pre-prep phase, like, we, I, I feel like something, we said we'd do a video on this, but more so, like, the the impressions of it. Like, I had Josh Jenkins check in today, and he was like, right, so I'm, I've got, obviously, not an unlimited amount of time. I'm really hungry. Can we push food up? I'm feeling really recovered in the gym. And I said to him, like, this kind of phase, mate, isn't your standard full-blown off-season. This isn't your standard, like, let's just eat everything inside and let me just, let's say, be absolutely buried. Like, you have to manage it well nowadays. I think it's something that's probably came about a lot more in the last, what, year or two, that setting up a pre-prep phase is important, where before it was like you go from full-blown off-season into the thing is, you can You can do that. Yeah. Like, no, you still. I'm not saying you can't, but I more mean like with how you have things set up currently. Like you're in a lean spot. I went into a prep six kilos down for my all-time heaviest. You know. Yeah, I think like you could easily still go it. Like even like mate, I was fat, but like I could have started a prep at that mate, point. Mate, genuinely, you were. Like, I was really fat. fat, but yeah. I'd have just needed more time, and ultimately that means with with having to pull off more in one stint, your food's going to have to get lower. Your cardio is going to have to get higher. Your steps are going to have to get higher. Like mm-hmm. you're going to have to start earlier, which if you've got loads to pull off, like obviously you'd need to start early, but then it means like you might be dieting for like 50 weeks. Like, you know, I'll use an example, Archie. Um, I, th- I don't know if you know him, but Archie Wilson. He's no Archie. That's my client. What's his surname? Archie, Wilson. Archie you need to pull Archie off Wilson someone. needs to diet. <laughs> I don't know I can't remember his surname I think I'm sure I don't know if he does listen to the podcast but he's a good lad um he was coached by him Jim with him you would know who I mean you would know who I mean basically he dieted for like a year his prep was like a year I don't know like exactly how it was with like pre-preps or uh, um, sorry with like diet breaks or anything like that I'm sure there were some along the way but he was basically dieting for a year because he was fat like he was really fat like kind of similar peak off season to me so it's like I would have probably needed, if you think in 12 weeks, I pulled off a lot of weight. But if I'd have had to then still pull off from where I finished that pre-prep diet, I'd have had to pull off probably another 30 pounds after I'd yeah. pulled off 40 something. So it's yeah. like 70 odd pounds in one go. Is that really going to be productive? Like, no, like even if you do it in a year, still, it's not going to be productive. Like, So I'd much rather do a pretty aggressive stint at the start, in which case like, Towards the end of the pre-prep diet, my training wasn't the best, but it wasn't bad. Like, I, be- mm-hmm. I bet you didn't notice any drop-off from my training at all, really, apart from mm-hmm. I just died out on a couple of sets where you probably would expect that I wouldn't die out just based on yeah. being flatter. So that that was literally that. Like, otherwise, performance was sound the whole way through, in which case it's like, well, then why wouldn't you do it? You know what I mean? If you can get away with that, and then now my performance is like, you know, best ever all-time strength, even though I'm, what, 30 yeah like just over just under 30 pounds down from my heaviest so it's like no 40 pounds down yeah so it's like it just makes sense puts you in a much better spot um obviously i've had a fair few clients do the exact same thing like niall alex millie um josh campbell we didn't go through one because he's very lean anyway and he can't stomach any food bless him he just shits himself all the time um so yeah like i've done it with most people who need it josh didn't need it because he wasn't heavy enough um but like pretty much every other client and pretty much every individual, especially naturals will perform at their highest at a 
slightly higher body fat percentage than you'd probably want to start a prep at. So yeah. the pre-prep diet makes sense. Yeah, to kind of spend time in a in a more leveraged position to kind of maximize what you Just can. In good that. practice as well, like like for yeah, example, with like Millie. I'd done a, like a priming phase at the start, but we'd never had a proper diet with Alex. I'd never had a proper diet with him because I've not coached him for that long. So it's like, you know, you, you, you don't want to be going into a prep with somebody that you've never really practiced a diet with. It can, it can work. It can be fine, but it's definitely more beneficial to assess how somebody manages it. And yeah, even just sort of psychologically, that's the main thing. How can someone psychologically manage a diet? Because if they're really struggling in a pre-prep diet, I'd almost say to them, look, we probably shouldn't prep. And actually yeah. that happened, that happened with one of my clients. Yeah. No, I think we said yeah. like, right, let's leave it. And they were, it was like, yeah, cool. Like, let's leave it. We're not ready yet. Yeah. I think it opens up your eyes as well to like, from a coaching standpoint, from a client standpoint, what's actually required. And it's, it's, but it's like more so as what I was saying at the start, like it's that in between period is quite challenging because like for you, for example, you're starting prepping a month and a day you know so you could easily be thinking oh well, i bet you're still pretty hungry like most like most meals come around oh I don't think, really okay fair enough like so I, you're, mean, you're I, not... I can't remember the last time i was hungry no no don't say hungry i more mean the want to eat you're not at the point where you're like oh god oh, no i don't hate food no that's I'm not what, I mean, where I, was what I mean i'm not saying like you're sat there thinking oh, i'm so hungry it's more so like the want to eat a meal comes around and you're like sound cool yeah. But I feel like it, people almost want to go into a point where they're like, like Josh, for example, said, I want to get to the point where I hate food again. So I need more food. Like, no, you don't. You don't need to get to that point. Like that phase has a very specific purpose. And that, if anything, in my opinion, nowadays, especially when it comes to, let's say, Josh and other individuals, Gulliver, uh, Finley, these are sort of guys I'm saying to like, you want to chill out. You don't want to get to that point. Like that point, like especially prior to a prep, because it's just going to correlate with poor body composition and like for me i've actually just checked i'm 37 pounds down from my all-time heaviest right now and i'm four and a half weeks into a prep and i don't feel at all like i'm like prepping at all like That's the cardio it, like, you know I'll be like, starting be 30, yeah, 37 pounds yeah 37 38 pounds down four weeks into a prep like i'm not i've not pulled off people listening i've not pulled off 37 pounds in four weeks it's definitely not that much but uh but like i feel sound like i don't feel like i'm prepping and i i shouldn't at this point because i still have body fat on me like i still i'm not shredded if i was three weeks out condition and i'm 37 pounds or 30 pounds or 50 pounds no matter what you're going to feel pretty meh but at 11 weeks out and to be 11 and a bit weeks out and to be in the spot i'm like right cool because this is how you set yourself up and i think like setting yourself up is so so important and what you finn mentioned like you have to actually know and assess when it's right to push and when it's not. So for you, for example, to go through your foods, like those, that food's high, that's in a good spot. My food was similar. I'd have my food higher prior to this prep beforehand, but it wouldn't have been productive to get back to that spot. So it was almost like an in-between. Yeah, my, like, my food yeah. was a bit higher than this, but not a lot higher than this, to be fair. No. But it was just the time. Like yeah. I probably didn't really make a food adjustment for months. Like, is this what the gaining phase prior yeah, to the end, at the end of my gaining phase? I didn't make a food adjustment for months just based on the fact that I was gaining so slowly. I was gaining like what, maybe maximum a half a pound a week, a couple of pounds a month. Like I didn't need to increase food. And by that point, you know, obviously you're not as sensitive to food. You may be having an off plan meal a week where like my off plan meal then was like, right, how can I get as many calories in as possible? Whereas now, when me and Shannon go out for a meal, it's like, oh, I don't want to force feed myself because I don't feel good for it. I want to like just enjoy a meal for the social aspect. Whereas before, it was like just fucking get the calories in. Yeah, so it's like I am still in a good spot with like enjoying food. But yeah, like I didn't, I didn't make a food change for probably the past. I can't even remember, but it have been months at the end of that gaining phase that I didn't directly increase food because I didn't need to. Um, I think it, I think the highest I got to was like nine hundred carbs on training days which is only like 50 grams more than I have now. Yeah. Uh, my fats were higher, definitely. My fats are pretty low still at the minute. But my fats were higher mainly based on the fact that it was like I didn't really want to increase carbs. It got to a point where it was like I'm going to struggle to add more carbs. It was just adding like... I have a Domino's, I have a Domino's every day. Yeah. No, I just literally like add five mil of olive oil to meals that it's like you don't even notice it, little things like that. So it was easy. Um, but yeah, like my food is... Rest days I think is probably the same i can't remember exactly but yeah like my food is very very close to like peak this off season not the most i've ever had but not that far off yeah no and i think i said setting yourself up well so four weeks and a day for finn and four weeks and 
four days in for me, five days in for me. So, yeah. Why am I leaner than you? I don't know, mate. Your back is, but your, your front isn't. My front, my front's pretty fucking lean for this point. Yeah. I was, I was actually, like, I'm, I'm weirdly like, and to be fair, I will actually say my back is a lot leaner this time relative to my front. No, mate, it definitely is. Your, your eyes were funny there. That'd be funny. No, I, don't, definitely... I don't think it is. I'll be honest with you. I think this. I think the discrepancy is the same. Do you reckon? I think yeah. I think you've just got a bigger back. What? So yeah, I pr- I probably do agree. Where last time my back was a lot flatter. It was a lot smaller. So. It looks like you can almost see the body fat. <laughs> it's like, oh, you don't have as much muscle. Yeah. But, Even when yeah, you were shredded because you had no no back, you were fat. From the front, you were great. From the back, you were just skinny fat. <laughs> skinny fat, fantastic. So yeah, but to be fair, I think the increased muscle does help. And I think that's sort of like the illusion. I was saying this to Comran. Comran was saying like, oh, so how much weight do you reckon you've got to pull off? And uh, and I said, oh, well, Dan, Dan the Gas Jones said, uh, I'm, <laughs> so I'm ready. I'm ready. So yeah, about maybe a kilo or so max, but a bit of water manipulation, I'll be ready. And I was like, I, I said about nine kilos, 10 kilos. And he I'd was say like, what? 10, 10 kilos yeah, from now. Yeah, 10, yeah, yeah. And he was like, what? He was like, I'd say only five or six. I'm like, mate, muscle yeah, mass. You're not, you're not like, you're not shredded. Like it's like when people say, for example, like massive 300 pound bodybuilders, they look pretty lean year round. Yeah. But that's just because they have so much muscle. Like they're not in stage condition year round. They just mm-hmm. have a hell of a lot of muscle. So even when they're carrying a good amount of fat, they look pretty lean. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So like I, I said to Cameron, I was like, the rate of loss of how things are, like everything's good. I'm pulling off like a good. Two, I've, it's been about two kilos every week now for the last like three weeks, which is sound. So like, if it's let's say ten kilos, and then that'll be the, my absolute all time lowest, and then filling up. I reckon the next like three four weeks i've got a deload in like two and a half three weeks so ideally if i can get like another four or five kilos off in that time as a minimum that'd be good and then that puts me at a push of like probably two to three weeks from being ready which would put me about two to three weeks out from being 100 percent, which is the plan what's so, your what's your food and cardio and everything at, at the minute uh food to be fair I, I i actually i know it so i don't really need to get it up uh train days 400 carb um 40 fat and then 275 protein so it totals out like 3,100 cows and then non-training days at 2,500 cows. So it's 200 carb, uh, 60 fat, and then 278 protein, 279 protein. So yeah, that's for intake. And then, which is actually quite funny. I'm doing more and eating less than I was at like eight weeks out last time, which is quite funny because like it goes to show like you'd argue, oh, well, you've got more muscle, you're training harder. Like, but at the same time, like not every prep is going to be similar. Yeah, got you also stuff. know that you can push harder at this point yeah. last time like you weren't yeah. as aggressive as you could have been at earlier stages no it was aggressive from like eight weeks to two weeks it was like that was a really really aggressive period where this is more so being aggressive now so the work is almost done a little bit earlier and then cardio half hour a day um 30 minutes fasted that's pretty much that and i'm potentially going to push it up on non-trained days to like 40 45 minutes um it, within the next week or two if i need to but the rate of loss the last like week or two has been sound so it's been fine and then steps i have 10k steps as an average but my weekly average is like 12k like right. consistently so it's like i haven't said to myself to do 12k i end up just doing 12k and it's like right well 12k is my weekly average so it's like some days will be 12,500 some days 11,800 my weekly average is like 12k bang on so it's like i haven't really played around with steps but they've legitimately been that high like my yearly average step count is like 13 and a half thousand because of the period that i was in canada so yeah so steps are like just around that if i can keep steps roughly the same like i don't think like i'm not going to be last time i leveraged steps a lot higher and I think there's going to be some merit towards maybe on rest days because they're not going to be too invasive to push them up if needed. But like I, I utilize them more so for output last time. Where this time I just want to keep it more so as like a minimum. I don't want to obviously go below so to monitor output. And then if they're needed to be pushed up, then that's fine. But like I was saying to you, when it comes to like, especially in an enhanced standpoint, like the, I've not even utilized thyroid hormones or anything like that. Cleanse up like one tab a day and you're buying up like 10 milligrams. So that can be worked up could be worked up like when you've got plenty of avenues to, to work up like for example last prep i got up to like 120 micrograms of clam which isn't like a, a, anything excessive but if i'm currently having 40 and i've got let's say potential 80 to play with i had let's say t3 uh in last time and thyroid hormones in earlier than this point so i was like i used too many tools and i wasn't aggressive enough out the get-go so it resulted in when i had to push it was like right well i've got to fucking drop my food i've got to push my cardio and training performance suffered so this time it's more of a sense of being a bit more aggressive while i've got body fat get a bit ahead 
utilize the tools that are needed when they're going to be appropriate and then in a be in a position where ideally i can start to kind of let's say not like fill up and pull off but i can just go in and drop off a bit of fatigue have a day or two's worth of slightly higher food then back to digging and it's more of a kind of a, of a reset dig and then sort of reset approach so yeah i think you know the whole like don't use all your tools too early I think it's almost not bullshit. I just don't no, think. I, it... I think it's poor advice. I think. Yeah. I think, I think use the tools that are needed, like to make as. Much... So does that mean? Does that mean I can throw Tren in and all my thyroid? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, you said I could. Cause from a, no, to be fair, from an enhanced standpoint, I would say that. But from a natural standpoint, like if you're trying to pull off a hundred carbs to start your prep, like you're taking yeah. the piss. Like it's not going to happen. Like I was literally had I had Douglas's check in today. And I said to him, I was like, mate, I couldn't care less if I even put you on zero carbs pretty soon. I was like, because we'll end up reversing out from that. Like, he's got, more, good, you know, you yeah, he's got a good fat. amount of body fat. Like, you know, you, you can pull off when you've got a lot of body fat to pull off. Like, you can pull off 2% of your body weight every week, like, easily. Like, so let's say you're 200, a 200 pound individual. That's like four pounds a week. And some people go, what? That's like, that's loads. That's what, like two kilos or just under two kilos. It's not that much when you've got fat. Like, you know, you'll see it with clients, for example, like, you know, clients who are heavily overweight. When you get them in a good rhythm with fat loss, you can get them losing five, six pounds a week easily at the start of a fat loss phase. Like, because they've got that much to lose. If you've got a hundred plus pounds to lose, losing five pounds in a week is not that much. Yeah. If you've got three pounds to lose, losing three pounds in a week is horrendous and you feel awful like but at the start you know be more aggressive i think people worry too much thinking oh but what do i do if my metabolism stops and all of a sudden like I can't do anymore now, fat? like that won't happen like you know ross your client he said uh that a guy from his gym might be like messaging me to you sign mean, up you mean alex yeah oh alex ross is that his name <laughs> Oh, fuck, mate. I said to him the other day when he was, oh, fucking hell, mate. I'm sorry. I said to him when you walked out, I said, Ross, mate, he takes a photo of me. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Oh, mate. I didn't, I'm sorry. I called him Ross and he was like, he didn't even correct me. He just went, yep, sound. Yeah, it's just, maybe it's like he's a footballer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, Kelly, can you give me a hand? Yeah, you're like, yeah no, yes, no, it's Pearson. I'll come over there in a minute. Fit. come over here I'm like oh yeah see he knows I'm fit oh wait Reese fit oh that makes sense um yeah he, I, he said he was like he's got a guy who's training at his gym he's like a master's first time physique competitor and he prepped like last year apparently or something and he's like he, he and and Alex had told me that he was like oh his food he, he, his metabolism like the classic you, you hear like his food got really low and I was like what was he eating he's like oh 2200 calories on rest days and 2500 train days and he was doing daily cardio and I was like Okay, you know that's quite normal. Like it that's get quite like, high. <laughs> yeah, like if anything, like I, I, I feel like if I was to say, like for example, I'm 108 kilos, I've probably got 10 kilos to come off. But most people would probably look at me and go, "No, you haven't. You've only got this amount." And I'm like, right, I'm eating 2,500 calories, 3,100 calories, and that's high. Like that's, I think that's probably I'm in a good spot. Yeah, that's a good spot. That could be a lot lower. I could be doing an hour's worth of cardio. I could easily be pushing up more. I could be playing around with all the, let's say, the the lipolytics and stuff that you can utilize in the prep but i think it's one of them where like i think I nowadays think, it's like it's 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 it's, it, it's one of them like it's just it's hard to almost quantify but like i think with food do it and get it done like with food if you've never had your food really low like you think that 2000 calories is low yeah but like if you've never had your food like really really low like pretty much just protein and a bit of fat like which yeah. is can what it can have to be at some certain times like if you've never had your food that low, like being on two and a half thousand calories and two fifty carb, you think, oh fucking hell, this is low. Like it's it's yeah. really really not. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people in, until they experience that, like it's the same with being lean. Like, yeah, when if you if you get into like stage condition, being lean at any other time of the year is not lean. You think, yeah. oh no, this is pretty soft. Like because it is compared to stage condition. And it's the same with the the other side of the coin in the gaining phase. Like if you get really, really heavy in a gaining phase, like now I'm in a I'm in a decent spot. But let's say I put on another 10 pounds. That theoretically for most people is like their peak off season. But I've been way fatter than that. So I'm like, oh no, this is fine. I'm shredded. I'm 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 lean. Like in the, whatever phase you're in, like you 
you almost get into that mindset. It's like when, when you're in a gaining phase, you know, you're gradually gaining, gradually gaining, gradually gaining. Obviously, you see yourself every day. Then you look back over a year and you oh, my God, like, I'm a fat man. Oh, man. I look at some of the photos. When I went to Egypt, I was 123 kilos. And I hadn't trained because, obviously, I had my nipples sliced open. So I was, like, flat, like, fat. And, like, I look at some photos, mate. Like, I'll show you some that Sanaya's took, like, of me and her just walking along the beach or, like, sat in, like, a swimming pool with our, like, you know, like, your feet in the swimming pool and we're next to each other. Mate, I, I, I was getting compliments on a daily basis there. And I was like, I look back and think, I look horrendous. I literally look like, you, I just look, I look so bad. The only reason why I'd probably get compliments is because they're thinking about tips and they're like, oh, this guy's nice. And also they probably haven't had a guy go peak off seasons. So right. like, what the fuck? When, people, to, they leave. when I went to Budapest, <laughs> you know, yeah. me and Shannon went to Budapest and we went to the baths. Yeah, yeah. And I took that photo in the baths like this. Mm. I remember thinking like, oh yeah, I look, I look pretty good there. Like, but now I look back at it, I'm like, I am a fat man. I, I look awful. Like my yeah. face, I'm like I look so bad. But at the time, I was like, "Oh, I look fucking yeah, I look massive." Wait, <laughs> like, even like the photos of the holiday, like I'm just sat like sat somewhere, and there's like someone behind me and just taking a photo. Like, I look back, I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like, and you even me, you showed me the one of you and Shannon, and you were like, "Why the fuck is she with me?" <laughs> look at me, I'm look at this fat mess. You zoomed in, and you were just like this little short. That was in bad angle. You look about five foot two. You look like Jordan Shakiri. That you was know, in like that was when we went to see Miles. We went to see Miles and Shannon looked really nice. We were like going to the beach. Shannon looked really nice and I just looked awful. I was like, surely she must have thought. Like, you know the wedding photo, the wedding that you went to? Finn, we were going through some photos the other day and Finn was like, oh, I don't look that fat here. Scrolls were right. He's like, oh, okay. Nah, the, yeah. the wedding ones, there's one where I actually look all right. And then there's others where I look like I've got a photo with me and then three, the other two best men and the groom. And I'm literally like the width of the two next to me. It's yeah. like it's it's bad. Like, I look big, but like I'm just fat. I don't I don't have any muscle at the time. No, no muscle, just body. Zero fat. muscle. Yeah, I put on loads of muscle since then. Yeah, you'd hope so, mate. You'd hope so. I mean, unfortunately, not a lot to your lower body or whatever. It's just that's got a bit worse. Yeah, so. yeah you've got as uh, as we said about Danny, you've got big ramming nerve damage without the big ramming. That's yeah. what you've. That's what you can blame. So you got nerve damage. That's the the excuse. That's my lower out. body. Yeah, you've got nerve damage. You can't connect with your lower body at all. No, I can't. Lay extension's failure. I can't feel it. No. I can't feel it in my quads. Where am I supposed to be feeling this? Not sure. Not sure. Mate, that, I feel like that was actually quite a good little segment. I, I did a good job there. It's almost really? like I've ca- carried the podcast based on the fact that we've had no questions this week. Have we Have we got any questions? I've got Can a few. Have you got, have you got many? I think I've got a fair few, to be fair, man. Yeah, because I put, like, I forgot about the, the podcast until someone mentioned it, and I was like, oh, I haven't put up a question box. Question time. Let's get it. <laughs> All right. Go on then. You go. Okay. Sound. Um, ass or tits? Neither. I like cock. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I was actually quite mad for some reason. I didn't expect that. <laughs> I expected. I actually expected a serious answer. I was like, hmm, I already know, but I was expecting something. And I was like, How I do you know? It. How do you already know? How do you? What, man, I knew you love cock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, of course. That's what I mean, mate. And you're like, yeah, okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, ask what it's I feel like have we said this before? If you're older than like ten years old and you think you choose tits, like what? I um well, I so don't get was, that. There was a some post that I saw, maybe the lad bible or something like that. And it was mm. like hooters are thinking about changing their model, like how they work, um, because <laughs> apparently millennials don't like tits that much. <laughs> so like hooters obviously has been popular in the back in the day when tits were really appreciated whereas nowadays tits aren't appreciated as much yeah i just feel like you could show me like the best pair of tits ever and i'd just be like yeah like i just i just wouldn't care like, i just would not get I'd just be like, i think to be honest though it's surely it's like it's it's not it's the whole package isn't it somebody yeah. could have amazing tits but if they've got nothing else doesn't matter and vice versa no i feel like if you were to have like a 10 out of 10 ass and then everything else is like a zero out of 10 i'd at least be like okay fair enough i can i can appreciate the ass if you were to have 10 out of 10 i'd be like you were zero no matter what like i couldn't care like it literally yeah. does not budge the it doesn't move the the, the like you know the needle yeah forward. i know what you mean so I don't even know what your class is 10 out of 10 tits to be honest i wouldn't know i wouldn't know i'd be like sounds like 
you know, part of it. Like, it is what it is. I feel like we've said tits too many times. We said we weren't going to swear on this. Yeah, no, no, it's apparently it's only in the first like ten or twenty minutes. I think that breasts, I've heard. we should say breasts. Breasts, yeah. And to be fair, mate, we should we even be able to be discussing this? I mean, females listen to the podcast. Females' bodies aren't given to them for our pleasure. Yeah. It, for, for us to even are we being misogynistic? Sorry to any um, females who feel uh, objectified within this chat. Yeah, exactly. We, me and Finn, we're we're true lovers of people. We're massive so. feminists. Yeah, we're we're, we're massive. All females, aren't we? We're all for penis advocations of yeah. We're, we 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 like everything. We yeah. like penis, like, yeah. Like tits, like everything, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no preferences. No, no everything what? for everyone. That's what we're for. We'll rate everything. DMs are open. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Right. Well, um, speaking, of, we might as well answer this one, seeing as we're kind of on the same thing. Um, you know, I told you what a bo- a bobby is. Do you remember? Um, no, I don't remember. So mad. I told you the other day at the physio. I said, "Do you know what yeah. a bobby is? A bo- a baby." No, it's a penis. Okay. Yeah, so, so Bulby, B-O-A-B-Y, Bulby, Bulby. In, Scottish, in Scottish is is penis. Um, I didn't know this, but the the lads Noah and Josh told me about it. So um, he's asked me. Yeah, I put. I'll ask again because he asked last week and we didn't get around to it. What's the biggest Bulby you've ever seen that isn't a big group of trees? So the reason he said that isn't a big group of trees is that there's a massive Bulby. Uh, or trees shaped like a bulby uh, on the way to Scotland or it just in Scotland. And if you type in Bobby on the M6 or something like that, just put in like big, big trees that look like a penis, put that in on, on Google. Um, don't, don't blame me for what comes up, but there's like a massive cock and ball shaped trees. Um, <laughs> you can't even imagine it because when they were telling me, I was like, Oh yeah, like, I can imagine it, but you can't, it's huge. It's like, Imagine a, a helicopter view. It's yeah. like a massive cock and balls. So, so basically, that's what they're on about. So what's the biggest penis I've seen in my in person? The, well, what's the biggest bobby you've ever seen that isn't a big group of trees? I'm trying to think of this. Like, is this a, is this a serious question? You go, mate. Oh, no, I was saying say mine. That's what I was oh, saying. Oh, no, no. Usually we have the lights off, so I don't usually see it. I feel it. Feel it in a lot of places, but I usually see it. So, yeah, it's probably, probably feel it to be fair. And <laughs> no, honestly, I am as well. Uh, right, more effective to train to complete. Well, mate, we've got to answer oh. who's got the biggest penis we've ever seen. Come on. Oh, mate, I've only ever, I've only, I don't think I've ever seen a, another guy's cock really. Like, honestly, gen- uh, back when, I, like, back in football days, you know, the, yeah. boys, the, the boys who had massive cocks would be like really confident and swinging it around. Yeah, there was a lad that I knew that I went to college with called Pele, and uh, and I hope Pele is good. He was a nice guy. I can't roll with Pele, and uh, unfortunately not Pele. Yes. The, 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 <laughs> not he's not he's still alive. Not the dead Pele, uh, alive Pele. Um, he used to in any any party or anything always get his cock out like apparently. And I remember there was one time I was driving out of like where we parked my car, and he went in the middle of the road. In, so he blocked us and just got his cock out, and he was like wagging it around, and I was like, fair enough, like. Fair enough, yeah, yeah, fair enough, Pele. Yeah, yeah. You're good at many things. You're blessed in many ways. <laughs> <laughs> just... Football's not just one of them. Yeah. All right, come on, next one. Right. More effective to train to complete failure or reps and reserve. Bailey oh, Dogger. We, we did say, actually, last week, Aisha asked, we said we were going to make it a topic for the podcast. She asked, is it necessary to train to failure every set? You know what, mate? I so, I had the question to the title of the last podcast as well, and she messaged me saying, "I can't believe I made it. I'm going to do it again next." Uh, she was like, "I'm going to do it again," and I was like, "No, you're not." Well, so not we're not choosing. What was it? The title was. I'm not sure what the title was, but yeah, that was the, the whatever the title was. That well, was we can the, answer these two together. So, is it necessary to take every set to failure? And what was Bailey's question? Uh, no, that uh, what's more effective? So, complete so failure. The same thing. Reserve, yeah. We could go on about this all day long, couldn't we? Um wanna give it a short answer and say yeah. it's in... so should we should we let's split them up? Let's have complete failure. Is it needed? No. Is reps and reserve? I, think, I no. think let's let's go with what we prefer and what we advocate more often than not, which is we had a conversation training. with um is it train. his name is Imran? Is it Imran? Train with rage. Train with I rage. I know him by I know him by as train with rage. 
Train with Rage, yeah. But to be fair, he doesn't really train with Rage. He trains with Rage himself. Yeah, he trains with Rage. He does, yeah. Yeah, and we were literally having this conversation. Train without Rage. Train, yeah, train, train, train with passive thoughts. Um, <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, no, we had this conversation yesterday about reps and reserve, and he was basically saying like it's almost impossible to gauge on some exercises and 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 so on and so forth. And he he agrees with it in some areas. And like we've always said, like if you choose what you enjoy, and as long as that leads to progression in the sense of if you're wanting to take steps forward with your physique, we're not really going to have too much of an opinion in a, in a, ne- a negative sort of fashion. Me and Finn both actively like training hard in the sense of i say training hard training hard what's relative to us when it comes to intensity so that's close proximity to failure aka pretty much failure across on pretty much every single exercise and that's what we choose to kind of put as our yardstick for what we look at when it comes to the set minimum standard and what we're wanting to improve upon now if you don't like training to failure before whatever reason you think i want to train within three reps in reserve and then the following week you want to do two and then one cool sound that's going to lead to progression it's all going to lead to moving that stick forward however i would personally say for me i prefer just to go all out do the most amount of volume i can relative to what what my needs are so and still be able to progress and know if i'm leaving everything there i'm leaving no chance to like, i'm leaving nothing at the table i'm taking everything that i can i'm getting everything that i can out of each individual set and as a result of that if I'm taking steps forward week to week, aka low progressions, rep progressions, uh, let's say progressions in the sense of execution, I'm going to be improving on my physique. So that's the way I and I think Finn would view it. And reps and reserve can be similar, but it's just whatever you prefer. Yeah, I think everybody says there's a place for it. There's a place for it. And I think, yeah, fair enough. Like for people who like training with reps and reserve, yeah, there's a place for it there. I think there's a place for it when it comes to trying to reduce fatigue and maybe easing back into training. So like for clients who have maybe been ill or coming off the back of a deload with some clients, I'll have them training with reps and reserve for the first week. Generally, most of my clients don't enjoy that and they find it really hard and they actually think it's, they they, they find it harder to train with reps and reserve than to failure because they're like, was that one rep in reserve? Was that two? And then they're overthinking it and so on and so forth. So I would generally, for most of my clients, have them just take a D-volume approach. So it's really simple. You can just go in, still get after it, but just basically reduce your volume by about 40 to 50%, depending on the individual and the strength level and things like that. But yeah, like I think it's an easy, everybody always says, oh yeah, there's a place for it. And it's like, yeah, but is there a, is there a place for it? Like for you as an individual, like does there need to be a place for it? Or are you just saying that because you've heard people say it? Like, mm-hmm. I think everybody says, oh yeah, there's a place for it. And it's like, for, for most people, in my opinion, there isn't like you don't need to do it. Like if you want to do it, that's absolutely fine. It's not going to drastically limit your progress. I think people think it's like a massive debate. Like, oh, if you take if you train to failure versus leaving reps in reserve, like, are you going to make loads more progress? Like, no, not necessarily. Like, you know, you you could depends on that individual. You know, you could make more progress training reps in reserve. You could make more progress training to failure. I don't like the argument of oh, but the reset research shows this. I don't like that argument because what as I always say to people, for example, if I said to you, oh, do you want to do this this study that we've been asked to do? It's 12 weeks where you do this program that you've been told to do and then they take a muscle biopsy at the, at the start and at the end to see if we've built any muscle. Should we do it? No, because we have our own program and we have our own goals. Like anybody who's okay. relatively serious about training isn't going to do that. So the research realistically, in, in my opinion, isn't going to be representative of the people that we're speaking to and we always say like i, I literally said this to to your client the other day and it's what i always try and say like if you were to just from an anecdotal standpoint and also from our experience of what we know and how we see people train if you train really 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 fucking hard and your intensity is like through the roof but your accuracy is maybe a bit meh but like let's say that's something you can learn but you train really 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 hard i always find it's like it, it's like it almost is no surprise that people will probably look quite well like if you get an 18 year old sign up and they take every set all the way there they're probably gonna have an all right foundation but if you have an 18 year old who signs up and they have let's say they're doing reps in reserve they're training with let's say a fair few reps away from failure their their perception of failure probably won't even be too accurate usually you can you you start to kind of put the the clues together and you're like okay probably less you'd almost yeah. guess if i was is, example clients and this is, is a bit anecdotal but it is it is true. the case if we were to have if we were to have two situations like you know like a left hand or right hand and i give you the the setup previous and everything they've done we would both say, right, the guy who trains harder is probably going to have a better foundation and probably going to have more muscle. And again, that's probably the, the case. And when we say train harder, we mean train harder in the sense of intensity. 
And that's going to be something again that we almost look at. And it's like eh, it makes it makes sense. Like it kind of does make sense when you when you look at like how people respond. And I, I also find it very very frustrating in the sense that people say I just can't recover from it because everyone's recovery capabilities are individual. But people set up their volume in lines of ways that they want to recover if you can train to failure. Like I was having a conversation at one of the PCA shows with Ben. Um, ben, who's that? Um, ben, coached by Christian from Leicester. Featherstone, Featherstone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was like, "So you take every set to failure?" And I was like, "Yes." I was like, "I, I can recover from it because I don't have my volume set up stupidly high across the board. I only have it set up high in the areas that need it." And he was almost like stunned. And I was like, "Well, I, I'm stronger than you." I'm not saying that obviously my recovery is going to be individual, but I was like, "I've never thought to myself, I can't recover from this. I can't recover from that." And if I do, for example, recently I've hip hinged every other week because my my loading was getting too great and I wasn't recovering in time. And I think again, like I'm not going to say could I have maybe transition to reps and reserve in that sort of approach? Yes, but I also think as well, like there's a lot of people who are very, 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 very strong, way stronger than me, who probably have ne never even heard of reps and reserve, and then you get some people who just they read up a few st studies they say oh well if i'm going to get a similar amount of stimulus maybe a little bit less but i'm going to get so much less fatigue by training four reps and reserve, i'm going to do that and it's like yeah it, it's very yeah, hard i think the the whole oh, oh, i can't recover from it is i'm not going to say a cop-out but i think it's I a think, I, I think i personally think it is close to a cop-out yeah, like i think it's an easy reason for not training to failure which is fine like but in, if I if I was going to approach if I was going to adapt a reps and reserve approach, my reasoning wouldn't be I just can't recover from training to failure. My reason would be I want to give it a go. I want to see how I can get on with you know accumulating more volume and seeing if you know I, I can make more progress with keeping fatigue a little bit lower. See how I feel. See if I enjoy it. And if I enjoy it and I make good progress, then that is my reasoning. My reasoning isn't I just can't recover from train to failure because you can. The reason that most people can't recover from train to failure is that their sleep is shit, their nutrition is, is shit, their stress is high, they don't drink enough water. Like that's why you can't recover because you're not sleeping enough, you're not resting enough, you're not eating enough. Like more often than not, like that's the reason. Um, no, we coach a lot of people and pretty much all of them train to failure or close proximity. You know, some of them find it easier than others. Some people can really train, you know, take it there and past it. Some people find it harder to, to take it all the way there. But how many of your clients can't recover from it? Zero. Yeah. Like you can recover when, from it. You just have when to manage they, it. When, yeah, when you notice, like, let's say their volume can stay the same, but they have, oh, I went out on the weekend and I got pissed. Or nah, just oh, my recovery is in the bin. Yeah, yeah. Because you train to failure. No, 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 no. It's not that at all. But like, if they're ill and their body's feeling tired, well, it's like, well, you've been ill. This is the reason why. And the body adapts. Like, if we were to go to reps and reserve and then we were to go back to failure training, we'd be flawed, we'd be ruined. Yeah. And I also think as well, when your standards aren't always there. So let's say, for example, and this is again, where I've actually, we've never, I've never actually discussed this. So it's a, it's a thought process that I've had before. Like, I when I came into training after my surgery, it was three weeks uh, to the day, and I did a hack squat set. And I probably had a rep in reserve to what I would usually have, maybe two or three. Like my my bracing wasn't the best. I hadn't trained for three weeks. So I was neurologically like in a in a worsened position. And my CNS and everything was battered. I, I genuinely went into the changing rooms and just lied down for like 20 to 30 minutes. I was absolutely ruined. And that was because my CNS, my, my body just wasn't prepared for an, a set of that intensity. But even though I'm like, I've done this so many times, I've done this so many times. So if you're an individual who, let's say you train with your, your training part, let's say me and Finn train with each other one time per week, but the rest of the sessions are on our own. We were slacking, getting to the gym at different times. Sleep was maybe a bit off. Because our intensity and our output probably isn't consistent consistently high our bodies won't adapt to actually fucking get taken all the way there so when you do you're like wow this is so bad the session was awful it was, it was too fatiguing you know and, no, and that genuinely does happen like yeah. i bet there's people who oh they might just they turn up for one exercise and they think i just can't recover it's too demanding and it's like and i think a well-structured program should be a case where every session you should be feeling pretty fried but you shouldn't be absolutely written off and if you are you're probably doing too much and if you're not feeling fried at all you probably need to assess what you're actually doing in the session and are you being accurate so it's one of them but like again i think it's like there's many sides to it and it's it's hard to kind of just quantify i think we've given quite a good answer there yeah i think just before we move on the the argument that a lot of people have is that if you train with reps in reserve, then you're almost guaranteed to progress in the following week. So yeah. for example, if you're doing, let's say an RDL and you do, you know, 
180 for six with three reps in reserve. Next week's two reps in reserve. So you should be able to get 180 for seven. And then the next week's one rep rep in reserve. So you should be able to get 180 for eight, in which case you've progressed it by a rep in both weeks. In my opinion, that's not progression. No. You've not progressed that. It looks like you have on paper, but all you've done is just push yourself a bit harder each week. That's yeah, not progression. Yeah. That's not going to build you more muscle. It's not a novel stimulus. And if no. you think novel stimulus it's just is that you're pushing yourself a bit closer to what you could have done anyway. Yeah. So that's like us going into the gym tomorrow and going, right, rather than doing what we have done in the past on the belt squat, let's bring it down a bit and let's leave a few reps in reserve just so we know we can progress it next week. Yeah, but we're yeah, not yeah. progressing it next week. No. We're still doing less than we could do if we really went after it. Like, so I think same, that argument is a strange one. Yeah, it's the same as what we've said. Like, I, I've had it with clients where, like, let's say you bottle a set and something doesn't go your way and you're two reps down and or you're rep, a rep down, whatever it is. But then the following week, you were rep up from two weeks before. I don't count that as progression no, because, yeah, still, you might have took a plus one from your all time best. But in theory, you probably had that set there that week. So and then you've actually lost out on a week. So let's say I get 200 kg for five, then I get 200 kg for three, then I get 200 kg for six. In my opinion, that 200 kg for six, yeah, it's an extra rep. But I don't class that as progression because it, yeah, that six rep should be at a seven. Yeah, that six rep should have been there the week before, and you've bottled it. And this has happened plenty of times with clients. It's happened with us probably early parts of training. Remember my stiff leg deadlift, 200 kilo for zero. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and then the next week I got it for eight. So it's like it's part of it. And like if you go in and you're like oh yeah, well I progressed from two weeks ago. It's like, did you really? Because you've lost out on a week. Like your week, the week before was shit. So that's something as well. Like I'll always explain that with clients is that like they'll have like a few weeks where they've not really been on it with their food. Maybe they've been out a few times and then they sort of a month later, they're back to doing what they were doing a month ago. And they're like, oh, you know, it's not been too detrimental. I'm I'm, I'm doing what I was previously. That's pretty good. No, it's not. You're a month no. behind. Like <laughs> I'll say, like yeah, sound. Like it's good that you're not going backwards, of course, but you're actually a month behind now. And a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people think this is a positive because I've 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 had these few weeks where I could have been managing things better. I haven't managed it that well, but at least I'm not in a worse position. And you can say, yeah, cool, that is better than being in a worse position. But also make sure you learn from it because you're a month behind where you could be. Yeah, that that's a big difference. If you do that two or three times a year that's two or three months of progress that you're missing out on. Like you do that over five years, that's over a year that you've kind of wasted. Yeah. Like that's massive. Like if you're, especially if you're someone who's got big goals in the sport, like that's, that's huge. So yeah, I think we've, we've covered a lot there. That's quite good. Mate, this, we're going to struggle. It's either going to be, what's the title? Pre-prep phase and reps of reserve. Nah, the title is Finn, Finn admits he loves cock. Fair enough, mate. You said it yourself. Sex, um, sex sells, mate. Sex sells. You know, yeah. Can only perform three exercises for the rest of your life. What are you running? Um, what you running? Test tread and mass, bro. That's, what that's, I'm quite that, that's quite a good question. Yeah. Three exercises, right? So we need to cover everything. I would do some form. I would probably do a stiff leg deadlift from the floor. Yeah. Um, I would probably do. Some like form of either either a leg press or something that doesn't really load the back very well, like very heavily as a squat. It's like a pendulum or even like a belt squat. Probably I'd say a leg press, a good leg press, the Cybex squat press. Yeah. And then I would do like I'm, I'm two, you're, you're you're two for two, two for two right now. Like mid, mid to high incline Smith. Yeah. But yeah, then I'd, I'd just I'd be I'd I'd at home I'd I don't tell anyone I'd do some lateral raises at home. Would you? Yeah. Okay. So it's like, oh, in between sets, we just latch a raise and you'd be like, yo, hold me down, bro. Yeah, hold, yeah. Hold it's not an exercise if, if it's re- resisted by kin- like cans of beans in a bag. Yeah, exactly. That's not an exercise. So, yeah, to be fair, mate, you similar to me. It would have been, yeah, stiff a deadlift, um, probably the squat press or like a leg press, whatever leg press I'm getting on with at the time. And uh, and then, yeah, like a medium to high-ish. Yeah, medium, medium high incline Smith, not a high. But not medium, ah, medium, yeah, medium high. Yeah. Medium high um, this is a good one for you, mate. Uh, can you get pissed during a deload week? <laughs> yeah, sure. Do it all the time. Finn did it last time, and he recovered so well. To be fair, uh, I'm not like in all seriousness. My last deload, mm-hmm. like we, I would, would you say we got pissed? I wouldn't I think say for we us, got pissed. For us, we got pissed. Oh yeah, we were, for us, that's the most we, drunk I've been in a long time. Yeah, we were ruined for what we we're like. But for, for most, most people, think, that's a steady night. Yeah, that's like, oh, I had a few drinks because we did have a few drinks. 
And we, we were gone. Seven, we had 17 fucking gin, gins and alcohol. Gins and alcohol? Gins and <laughs> Shows how much we know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had, I had, imagine, go to the bar. Can I have a gin and alcohol, please? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, uh, gin and alcohol. Yeah, that'll do. Um, yeah, no. You can, yeah, you definitely can. You definitely can. You can get pissed whenever. You get pissed pre-workout if you want. Like, yeah. do it. Yeah, you can do, mate, you can do anything. You can do anything you want is in life. Gonna be, is it going to be ideal? Probably not. I'd probably argue not even the alcohol alone. Like, you could say our alcohol with the, let's say, MPS blunting um, and just, like, the, the water fluctuation is not going to be ideal, but more so the sleep. Like, if you're getting three hours, two hours worth of sleep, if you're drinking or not, you're probably going to feel pretty fucking hor- horrible the following day or for a few days. But at the same time, like, I, I'd prefer somebody to drink in a deload week. Yeah, I was just about to and, say. And, and, like, do it the day before, like, hey, bro, this tomorrow I'm going to go out tonight. Is that if all right? You're gonna, if you're going to do it at any point, align yeah. it with a deload, that is probably your best bet. Yeah. So basically, every deload from now on, me and make sure you get pissed. Yeah, yeah. we we out, we we out. Oh, mate, deload next week. You coming out? I'm deloading in Morocco, mate. And get on it, and it's free drinks because it's all inclusive. Jeez, I feel I feel sorry, man. You're gonna have a good time. Um, favorite workout splits: um, pull, push, rest, lie, rest. Best yeah, split. AJ Morris classic. AJ Morris programs it for most of his clients, so therefore it must be the best. Um, yeah, what's your favorite workout split, bro? What's your favorite? <laughs> Um, I quite like how I have mine set up at the minute. So push, yeah. legs, back, rest, and then it's basically like a quad day and then a leg pull day. That's, yeah. I think that's quite complicated, though. I wouldn't really have that for many people at all. Like most clients, I have an upper lower split or a legs push pull upper lower split. Um, and then generally, it depends on the like the individual depends on the class that they oh, no, say say it again because you got the horrendously legs push pull rest upper lower rest so you have legs back to back with one red you know what i mean or i have no, it as pull, push, mate, people know people will hear that and go that's a bit weird. And everyone's going to implement that now yeah yeah exactly so hey, bro, I've been legs if every somebody other has day, weaker legs that. if somebody has weaker legs i'd have them on like a legs push pull rest lower upper rest if somebody has a weaker posterior chain i'd have them on pull push legs rest uh, upper lower rest i wouldn't really ever have pull next to legs unless that pull session doesn't have a hip hinge like we do for example we have legs and then back um yeah. which works out fine um recovery wise unless you train to failure you can't recover from that oh, um okay. but yeah there's no there's no best split it depends on the person depends on the goals they have depends on the class i just want to overcomplicate it i know my split sounds relatively okay. complicated but it's not like i could easily call mine realistically it is a push legs pull rest lower upper rest kind of you know what i mean like it's just a variation of it yeah yeah again i think it's one of them like push pull lower rest upper lower sound upper lower upper lower like with rest days in between sound like just do the basics stick to what you can you can keep consistent week to week if you can only train some weeks like say four times and some weeks five times you'd run like say just doing up a lower up a lower and just train four times like try to do something that's realistic towards what you actually need and what you can do and then what you also enjoy so alex harrow has asked any concerns taking sleep aid subs with struggling to sleep as well if you stop taking them so any concerns if so basically you're struggling you- with or without them Okay, so you buy loads of sleep subs and then it makes you worse because when you can't take them, you're like, oh, I can't sleep. Um, to be fair, I'd say the supplementation, like if you're sleeping poorly and you're you're supplementing your sleep, so like sleep subs, I would, if anything, be like, what, what are you doing? Like you'd want to actually address why you're sleeping poorly. The supplements should be the last thing you'd be, you'd be looking at. It'd be like me saying, oh, like my nutrition's been poor, but like my nutrition's horrendous. I eat off plan every day, but I'm having five shakes a day you'd be like, well, mate, your nutrition needs to get sorted. Like you need to actually sort your nutrition out. Like that's what you need to look at. So in like the nicest way possible to this guy, like I'd be like, well, I'd be really trying to address routine structure of, let's say when you get into bed, uh, try and assess why exactly is it from uh, most people, it's just times of wake and wake ups and stuff like that, which we're lucky we can get up at the same time. So people can't, but try and make sure to give yourself the same sort of wind down routine, same wake time, same bedtime, make sure that let's say you're not having fucking caffeine stupidly late. The amount of people that will say, oh, my sleep's been poor, but then they're, no, they're mentioning the next line. Oh yeah, well I had, I doubled up my scoop pre-workout without even realizing I did this at like seven PM. And yeah, mate. I used to I used to have like four five hundred pegs of caffeine at like seven eight PM and then be wondering why I'm wide awake at two AM. Like I I, I literally didn't even think about it. Like it was like I was just ignorance is bliss. I wouldn't even think about it. 
So that'd be one thing that I would probably be trying to say. Uh, stress is massive. Fatigue is massive. Like if you're battered, if you're, you're working a lot, whatever it is, probably going to play a role. If you, And sometimes like it can also be a case of just over-analysis. Oh, I can't get to sleep, so you struggle to get to sleep. You know, that sort of stuff. So I would just try and give yourself a proper time, try and wind down, make sure to stay away from like really well-lit rooms So just have like, say, buy some blue light blocking glasses or just use lamps and nothing that's too bright and just try and give yourself enough time and think, right, even if I can't get to bed, let's say I, I usually sleep at midnight, let's say I get to bed at 10, let's just get myself into bed at 10 and try and get to sleep early. Even if you can't, just give it your best crack and eventually you'll probably readjust and then maybe get up a bit earlier, make sure, right, I'm not waking up past this time because a lot of people who have shit sleep, we we will mention it as well, like, like Comran, for example, he has really good sleep, but either some days that we were like, mate, why are you getting up at 11? Like, if you're waking up at 11, you're going to struggle to get to bed the, the following night at a normal time. Like, oh, I've got a day off work, I've got a day off uni, I'm just going to wake up whenever I want. No, it's going to throw out your routine massively and it's going to throw out your ability to get to sleep and that's going to impact many more nights and just, oh, I slept for an extra two hours last night, bro. You know. I think as well, like one of the most important things is like, are you actually doing enough to make yourself tired? It's like a lot of people be like, I'm just not tired. And it's like struggling to sleep, but then it's like, yeah, but you, some people like, it might be that they do a job that they don't enjoy and maybe they're sat and just sat in front of a desk, in front of a screen all day. It's like a mind numbing job. You're not physically or even mentally tired from that. And then maybe you're not training or you're training, but not training very hard. Or maybe, you know, you don't, your steps are really low. You know, if you're doing 2000 steps a day, you know, your, your, your work is like, let's say really boring. Um, and you train for half an hour and you don't train very hard. Like you surprised that you're not tired. Like you've barely done anything all day. You know what I mean? Like, so make sure that you're doing enough to make your body need a good night's sleep. Like and your mind, your mind more, you know, that's what it yeah, is. Yeah. But like you can, we, for example, like every time, every night I'm like ready, ready for bed. Like it's, it's a nice feeling because I've had a productive day every day and I've made sure that I've done that. But like there'll be days where obviously where you're more tired, where you're less tired based on things that have occurred based on, you know, levels of fatigue and things like that. But you'd never sort of just, I would never change my routine based on that. You know yeah. what I mean? I wouldn't be like, oh, well, I'm a bit, I'm awake today. I feel, I don't feel that tired. So I'll just stay up for two more hours. Because then yeah. I'll feel awful tomorrow, or I'll end up getting late, getting up late tomorrow, and I don't have the luxury of getting up late because I've got things no, it's, that structure. Like I remember, I had when I had my surgery. I've spoken about this like multiple times podcast, but I remember thinking to myself, like it was half ten, and I was like, I'm not training tomorrow, and I only have training day check in, so I, in theory, will be done at like two p.m. So I was like, and I can't do my cardio because I can't really do anything. And like, I'm probably going to keep my steps just around the house and maybe a walk or two. I was like, so I could easily stay up till like 2 a.m. Just doing what I want. Like, I could easily do that. I don't need to be up tomorrow. And I was like, then I thought to myself, I laughed and I was like, yeah, let's get to bed. Like it was like hey, almost like a every weekend. So like obviously you go to bed at like a relatively not like for me, it's late. Yeah. Like you go to bed at what, like 11, 12? No, no, no. I haven't seen 12 in the last like six months but like 11 ish when you were at football the other day yeah true other than that, that was, <laughs> you get home until 2 a.m no, no that was that yeah but that was and like we a, were saw like 3 a.m in liverpool <laughs> it was later than that it was like 4 a.m bro it wasn't no no i haven't on my own no it, we were 3 30 when we when we when we left was it yeah yeah but yeah no, anyway I, 11 o'clock every weekend so every friday saturday sunday like i could go to bed later of course i could like me and Shannon could do things. Hey, you're we, going to bed later tonight because you're watching Barcelona Man United. Yeah, but it won't be much later because I'm going to be showered yeah. at half time. Blue light blockers are on, straight to sleep. Yeah, straight to sleep. But yeah, like, I mean, you could you could completely change your routine. Like, yeah. I'm because I need to get up at the same time. And the thing is, I don't even need to. No, like, on a on a Sunday, for example, I could easily get up at nine a.m. on a Sunday, but I would yeah. hate it. I would feel awful. Like Shannon said to me the other day, I remember saying to her, I was like, it was Sunday. And I was like, oh, um, I didn't have a setup. And I was like, oh, I've not got a setup to do tomorrow. And she was like, oh, that'd, that'd be nice. Like you could even get up and get a drink and come back to bed. And I was like, no. I, like, I said that too. I was like, you know that I'd hate to do that. And she was like laughing because she was taking a piss. And she was like, that's so weird that you'd hate that. Like she was like, oh, you'd hate to spend time with me. Like obviously she was joking. Like she's like taking the piss, but I just can't, I, I, I just can't think of anything worse. Like, which is, it's horrible because I don't mean that in terms of spending time with Shannon, but once yeah. I'm up and I'm about like oh, yeah. got stuff to be doing, and even if I didn't have anything to be doing, I would force myself to have something to oh, do. Yeah. No, so that I feel like I'm doing something. 
Well, yeah, hundred percent. I went to when I went to Jamie's in December. Got pissed again. Um, they were. No, no, I drank too much. I drank twice in, in two months, and that like that's my yearly total. That is a lot. Um, yeah, but no. When when I went to Jamie's, I told you about this. I don't think I said this on the podcast. We got up, at, went to bed at like three or four a.m. Jeez, I'm such a shit coach. What the <laughs> fuck? I was saying all these guys, don't listen to me. I'm going to bed way too late. Um, no, we went to bed. Uh, I was done at like two. I had about three drinks. I think it was two and a half drinks, maybe three. And I was like, all right, that's me done. I'm sound. Uh, and then I woke up at about seven thirty, seven forty-five. And I'd already, by the time that Jamie had woken up, I'd already gone for a walk, done all my check-ins for that day. And like, it was like 11.30 and I was like, right, sound. I'm, we're going to go to Meadow Hall, go do some shopping. And Jamie was just waking up and his girlfriend came down and got some leftover pizza and then went back to bed. And I was like, what? Like, I would feel so, and there's nothing against them. They're sound. I, I love them. Like, they're, they're nice people. But for me, I'm like, that's bizarre. So it's just yeah. different. I think it's different <laughs> habits as well, because like, let's say five, six years ago, I still wouldn't have done that, but I might, I might have been like, oh, I'll just get up later because I've not got as much to do. Like, yeah. so it is, it is based on workload and what you have got to do. But like Sunday, like often I'll, I'll still have a decent amount of work, but it's like a, my quietest day. Like I don't have check-ins on a Sunday. I'll have setups most Sundays and I'll do like Instagram questions and like do some admin and stuff like that. I'll upload the podcast and usually upload to YouTube and stuff. But like that is a day of, of not a lot of work. But like yeah. even then it's like, well, I want to do something else with my day then. Like even if it's just watching a bit of football or going shopping, like you know, but I don't want to be sat or laying in bed all day on the day that I've actually got a bit of spare time. Yeah, I do. Right, should we smash through? We've got five minutes. Uh, we haven't got five minutes, mate. Yeah, we have. Bit. I'll tell you how long we've got because no, you were 12 minutes late today. We've got two minutes. We will go through a few minutes late. Right, quick fire. Team FK versus RF fight to the death. Pick five clients each and which team wins. Which five clients? It's not quick fire. Can we, we'll do that next time. We'll do that next time. Um, Remember that because that's a good one. Okay. Uh, I got asked cycle update on prep. I pretty much went through everything earlier. Uh, didn't go through my androgens, but test pre my must. Totaling out at 900 megs total. So, no. Nine grams. Nine grams. Yeah. Nine. Oh, fuck. I should be, should be running more. Shit. Um, not a question. New gym muscle bounds is opening in March in Bradford. Have you seen it, Finn? No. It's a big lad uh, who's like 18 or 19, and he's got a wicked he's I, I've seen him a few times at Ultraflex Leeds. He's got a sick setup, like wicked facility, and like genuinely he's like got better kit than like most ultraflexes. It's bizarre. I don't know how he's got the money. Fair play. Like, I'm really yeah. impressed. Like really, really cool. I don't know if he's got a co-owner or whatever. But yeah. he was like he's in Ultraflex Leeds when he was like 16, and he was like he trained well, he was a, a big lad. And uh and like clearly he's just been probably acquiring bits of kit, but he's got like really, really good bits of kit. So yeah, looks good. Cool. Looks good. Um Alex or or Ross as you call him, uh, why won't you change the yeah buddy to let's get nasty? He wants to call it let let's get nasty. Oh, is that him? Yeah, no, it's just not gonna catch on, bro. Just give it up. It's like um fetch. It's not gonna happen. You know, mean girls. You I bet you've never watched mean girls, have you? Never watched Mean Girls, bro. Because you never had, never had sisters. I had two sisters, so I've watched, I've watched all the girls' films, mate. Explains why you said camp. Yeah, you can't say that. That might, it might offend people that go camping. Oh, I thought you were talking about people that are like bit, you know, fairy-like. Apologies, no, fairies out there. You can't say that. I'm gonna have to delete that. So bad. Fairy. I no, believe that's... you've said that. I'm gonna delete. Oh, oh fuck. Well, um, no Miles Mason. Miles Mason. Yeah. Premier League top six prediction. Good question. Oh. Uh, uh, City Arsenal. Uh, you got to say, say who you think. City, City Change Arsenal. Your mind. Change your mind. Yeah, I've changed it. City Arsenal. Um, United. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm going with United. This. Um, United. If you'd asked me before Tuesday, I'd say Liverpool. I, st- I do actually still think Liverpool will get top four. I have a weird feel. Uh, Liverpool, Spurs, Brighton. I don't know. That's okay. what I'm going. I'm going to say City, United, Arsenal, mm. uh, Tottenham. Okay. Uh, Liverpool, Fulham. Fulham. Fair enough. Fulham are above Brighton at the minute. Are they? Okay, fair enough. I didn't know that. I, I just knew that. Yeah, I knew there's a few teams that are like like Brighton and Fulham. And right, really a... quickly, 
Charlie Everall, okay. Mr. Everlaster, when we're coming to the hashtag Cambridge Mecca, which is Lacombe. Mm-hmm. We, we will yeah. come, mate. We'll sort yeah. it out. We'll message both you and Adam and we'll sort it. Yeah, we'll do it um, on a push day or something. I think push looks pretty good there. I think anything looks good there. And then yeah. Butcher's Wet Dream, any hidden talents? Mine is I can name every country's flag in the world. <laughs> I, don't believe, of, I don't believe it. Play a lot of Ultimate Team because I could probably do that. Um, you could not. I could do a lot, but I could not do yeah. everyone in the world. No. Um, I'm insanely good at water polo. That's it. He's. I can guarantee he's not. He said this before. I played no, no, no. football. No, I'm gen- no, I'm genuinely. I am genuinely elite at water polo. Like I am elite. I am the best I've ever, at every single hotel place I've ever been hey, to. Have you seen get, who I, goes to hotels no, and plays water I get polo? asked I, every single time. I get, uh, the people when I was like 18, 19 didn't look at me and think, oh yeah, that's a. I used to be going like, that's the guy who's fucking stupid at water polo. Yeah, I wasn't, it's not I hard. Like that, you're playing against like just an average middle aged men. No, in mate, mate, like, no, it's not. It's not. You are, mate. Like, Honestly, I mate, guarantee that I, you're I'm not that good. At war- no, no, because it doesn't matter who I'm playing against. Mate, I have the like this backhand spin unlocked to the point where, I, honestly, I can hit it from anywhere. <laughs> I'm an absolute alien at water polo. I'm fucking yeah, I can guarantee polo. everybody listening he's not. Um, okay, okay. Any hidden sure talents? Have you got any talents? I mean, you're shit at bodybuilding. You're like um, a very average coach. Like, come on, what, you know. Nah, we've airlines, said that. I'm a, you know, I'm a good coach. I'm a shit bodybuilder. I'll take that. But I'm not. Hairline, hairline's not the best. Like, mate, hairline's not, better than yours. No, no chance, mate. My hairline's so much better than yours. It's really not. No, um, no. I'm I'm better than Reese at everything apart from bodybuilding. So that's mm, all. No, no, it's no, you're not, mate. You're just not. It's social media. You could argue coaching clients, bro. Yeah, so you can't say I'm better than you at social media. I post more frequently. I'm better at social media. Yeah, right, we're going to get kicked big, off. That's, big the podcast. That's the podcast. Sound. See you later, guys. Okay, you got to go get your hair cut. In less than a minute, it's going to cut us off, mate. All right, we'll do a proper outro. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the story tags. Catch you later.